0: Hello oh, and welcome back to the What the Folk Sunland Review Show. An early goal from Nathan Broadhead meant a scrappy 1 0 win over Morecambe at the Mizuma Stadium, I think it's now called, was enough to guarantee the lads fifth place and a pretty safe passage due to the playoffs next week against Chef Wed. Very much first part of the job done, so we say, but in the words of Alex Neil himself, I think pretty much the hard work begins now essentially. And as always, with an important win and two huge playoff games coming up at Chef Wed, as I mentioned before, there's plenty to dig into on the review show this week. Uh, Regular duo of Dave Lawrence and Brad Shop are back to join me after what's been quite a busy week for me this week. Um, Sorry for the lack of preview show, I'm sure you let me off. But firstly, Dave, how are you? You all right? Yeah, very well, thanks,
1: mate. Very well.
0: Good. Brad, yourself?
1: Uh, Yeah, very good, mate. Thanks for allowing us back on you welcome. You look quite fresh face today. Do don't know what it is. You had a shave. Yeah, I've uh, got myself in good Nick Cup final. I'm playing in tomorrow. So if we live with that cup, I can't be looking like a well, looking a bit like Dave, really, can I? Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> exactly that, like a hobo.
0: <laughs> I think they call it aerodynamics, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, so obviously, a, a relatively 1 0 winner at Morecambe, a comfortable afternoon in. In many ways, which I, I'm quite surprised I'm saying, because it's not very really sun is it? but Dave. Uh, we're talking at 10 o'clock on the day of the game. Obviously, this will be out in the morning. But how are you feeling in, in the aftermath of it?
2: Yeah, it almost felt as though everyone was uh, on the beach already, as they, as they like to say for the end of the season. But very low-key, got the job done. I'll <sighs> tell you what, I'd take another three games just like it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would. It was weird, like I kind of, I, I got up this morning at six. I've been burning the candle at both ends this week, if I'm honest with you. Um, So I, I was shattered anyway, but bus replacement service. Oh, and there was a load of football fans having a fight on the train as well, so that was great. Fighting amongst themselves, I won't mention the club, but there you go. Um, so it was an interesting morning and I was knackered. And I remember thinking, I'm putting myself through the stress of 90 minutes today to go through stress for three more, hopefully three more games. Like it's like I was egging on more stress. But then in a sense, it was kind of like really chilled out. But I think that was more to do with us getting the early goal and Plymouth being absolutely crap today. Um, that, that kind of helped. Thanks, Plymouth. Cheers. Appreciate it. But Brad, so the same question to you. It feels quite relaxed. I'm sure it won't do this time next week. But um, how do you feel after the, the game?
1: Yeah, uh, we, we were far from our best, weren't we? Um, mm-hmm. We just felt like that early goal settled us down and us as fans, and I'm sure it maybe filtered to the players, They seeing that Plymouth are 3-0 down before half-time, and it just seemed to sort of be like, right, let's just see this game out, don't eat air go gung-ho. And it just sort of, the game just ticked along. And then second half, like, they all they'd have been made away for definite at half-time about the other score. Us as fans have then seen MK go five up and we know the job's done really uh it's just a matter of not slipping up so we've got MK in the over the two legs what have you. Yeah, it's just just felt like a early goals job done it didn't seem Mark and really threatening us I thought we were quite solid at the back um so yeah I mean there's not much that you can review about the game because there wasn't really a lot that happened to be honest.
0: You're right, there's really not. It was like when I'm writing questions and I'm thinking there's not really much to go on. But I, one, one thing I suppose you, you could say, Dave, is that it was an unusually stress-free afternoon pretty much as soon as we scored. And then, like I said before, Plymouth basically capitulating before half-time and basically making sure that everyone that was expecting a stressful day didn't really have one. It, it really wasn't riveting. As Brad said, I agree, we, we weren't at our best. Um, but we've got the job done, and and, and with it been a stress free game? How much credit do we have to give the lads for? It being relatively stress free, it's very unsunland, isn't it?
2: Very unsunland. Let's be honest. We were we were probably all expecting going in the last ten minutes needing to score, or someone getting sent off in the first half an hour and clinging on, or yeah, like you say, very very unsunland. But listen, the the broadheads injury and let's be honest the lay on the floor it's probably going to be bad enough to keep him out i would have thought unfortunately so we haven't quite get now damage free but yeah like Brad said a couple of times jobs done you know unscathed, another clean sheet you know all them little bits of attention to detail which we seem to have lacked you know i just said to you before we before we uh, started recording kind of Listen, how many times since Alex Neil have we been batted? And we haven't, have we? And that's exactly what we need to do for the next, hopefully, as you say, three games. But certainly the next two. You know, let's hope let's hope the stadium light's rocking on Friday night. Let's hope we get a few thousand there. Let's hope a few people have half days, get smashed up before the game and get behind the lads a bit and see if we can, you know, dare I say it, and it's not going to be as easy as that. But if we can get somehow a 2-0 or a 3-1 lead going mm. into Hillsborough, we've got we've got a bit of a chance, but yeah, it's probably me getting carried away with myself, to be honest.
0: Oh, we we'll beat them, we we'll beat them 5 0 last time, so you never know. It's like it's mad really if you put both games in the league that we've played against. I mean we'll come on to this, but there is that kind of we'll beat them five now, but we also played it awful and got beat three 0 at Hillsborough. So it's a funny one. But um there's a, a between thing... it
2: earlier. I tweeted earlier, mate. The problem is we haven't got Kim there anymore. So, Chef, are not going to be as worried as what they were first time around. But
0: I do feel Kim Yoker would be the difference maker here. I must be honest, mate. I, I did. I wanted to ignore it when you said it and thought, I oh, just don't think about it, Graham. But um, on a serious note, one striker that we I think we are going to miss. Um, you're touching it just there, Brad. Uh, the, the, uh, sorry, Dave. I want to throw this one to Brad. But the kind of. I wouldn't say the atmosphere was bad in the away end because it was great all day. But when Broadhead went down, you're a bit like, oh, no, like this kid's made a glass. And unfortunately, when he goes down, it's a bit like Jan Kirchhoff. You kind of think, oh, well, that's him done for a couple of weeks. And we can't really afford to do it now. I pray and hope I'm wrong. Obviously, he came out and he capped the fans in that afterwards. But he had that kind of face on that was like, ah, shit. Um look, it's a massive negative, no matter how, how we paint it. Um, if Nathan Broadhead's out of the playoff games, hopefully three of them as opposed to two, we've already seen how vital he can be. He's got 13 goals, I think, in about 22 games. A lot of them recently, late goals, early goals, the goal of the day. If he's out, Brad, how much, truthfully, do you think that affects our promotion chances? Uh, I don't think we'll go up. <laughs>
1: Um one thing I will say is, and I know you love him, Jermaine Defoe, if Broadhead's out, my dislike for him will turn to hatred unless we go up. Um Gosh. he doesn't want lads to be hampered with coming back from injury and then coming through the ranks. So Broadhead's come back from injury. Who's the other people he was referring to? That, that that's my worry now. We're we're so short up top. Um Ross Stewart's played played every minute of every league game.
0: He's gotta be there Which with thereabouts,
1: mate. Unbelievable considering he came in last season with a was it a hamstring injury or knee injury that kept him out for a couple of months. But broadhead right. being missing, mate, you just see like his goal today, just that little drop of the shoulder, ball in the feet, just give the defender that shimmy took it on, couple of touches, great finish. Um finish. he's just an he's just a naturally good footballer. It's something that like what Broadhead's got, I don't think like you can you can really coach it. He's just naturally knows where to be. Um, I mean on a on a different scale, but like sort of Kevin Phillips, it was just like he naturally knows where the goal is. I mean, I know it's like League One, Premier League or Championship when we had Phillips. But it's just that type of that's the type of player i see in him. He just he's in the right place at the right time. And yeah, it it will be a massive miss. And it looked like he was holding his hamstring, didn't it?
0: In terms of Broadhead, I believe it's muscular. I think I think it's yeah. He, I think he had a problem before the Rotherham game that potentially might have kept him out. But Alex Neal also said that it's different to that injury. Um. Touching on Broadhead, and I don't want to start on too much of a negative because I'm actually kind of feeling weirdly positive because no one actually fancies us, and that kind of weirdly makes me feel confident. Um, maybe lack of pressure, who knows? But I know what you mean about Broadhead in terms of the likeness to Phillips. I mean, Phillips is the greatest striker that I've ever lived. Let's be honest. But um, I include every striker that I've ever lived, including Pele, in that. By the way, um, but Super Kev did have that kind of knack where he just drop your shoulder. Where he just be in the right place at the right time. It was, like you said, stuff you kind of coach, and I feel like Broadhead's like that. The goals he scored this season, you go to the, the Plymouth game, when the back heel, like that was that was sheer class, genius. Was, must have been in his head before he'd done it, which means he was anticipating the ball before it came in. He's called the day, the little drop of the shoulder, and then like the finish in the bottom corner. It's just, it's not like a, a normal...
1: <laughs> I say normal, but look at like we had Charlie White last season. I know it's the last game of the season, so we might as well mention him one more time. <laughs> but like his was always like a ball in the box, one touch, one touch finish. Ball in the box, one touch finish. Well, Stewart was a bit different. Yeah, he, he's capable of doing that. He has got the down the lines a few times and some good finishes. But Broadhead scores that meant much of a variety of goals. You feel like if he's got the ball at feet, he's capable of scoring from anywhere, or at least getting a shot away. And that's what's worrying. That's, if he's not there, we'll have to change the 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 sort of way we approach it again. Um, we, I mean, don't we, wrong.
0: we weren't as good when he went off today. Simply put, like we, no. I mean, we weren't free flown at all. And I thought Brodie was poor at Plymouth, but like we talked about his goals before, we've talked about his good ones. But what about that goal he scored against Shoresby? It was messy, but he was there. He was just in the spot. It was a proper like Phillipsy sort of goal. Um, if that makes sense, just be, like, yeah, I kind of totally get where you're coming from with that, and it's bloody high praise that because Phillips at a far higher level, but I, that kind of ability to be in the spot and get away from your man and just anticipate something that's happening before it's actually happened is so. What Broadhead brings. Um, I really, really hope we haven't lost him for the playoffs because I just think it's massive, um, and and I think if we do lose him, it's huge. On the flip side, there's a few rumours they might be losing Bannon, but I have a feeling that'll probably, in true Sun and fashion, turn out to be it'll be us that loses the big player, not them. But, but,
1: yeah, but I've just seen, he's just, he's just tweeted there, see you all Friday.
0: We've touched on Ross Stewart just there. Dave, I'll, I'll throw this one to you. Uh, Ross Stewart was took off today, precautionary, um, from what Alex Neal said. I can't believe I'm quite saying this, to be honest, but apart from like the game against Cambridge, I think he's really struggled recently and I thought he was hung in today. I thought he was really poor. There's a couple of times he, he came to win the ball and then his layoff kind of actually put us in bother and, and let Morgan break and a half-decent team might have made a difference from that. Um, I'm loath to criticise him because he's our player of the year. He's been fantastic the majority of the season. Um, but how much do we need him to step up over these next couple of games?
2: Yeah, massively. Like you say, it's it's going to be a test of Alex Neil's metal, really, isn't it? Because if we haven't got Broadhead, he's got to uh, he's got to adapt the team somehow or play someone up front in order to pretend. Well, have a Plan B, basically Plan C, however you want to describe it. Um, yeah, the one thing we know with Stuart is he, he doesn't stop trying. And yes, he he can be guilty of that kind of. Instead of an instant touch, Ronaldo-esque against Chelsea the other night. What a first touch that was, by the way. Um, He can be accused of flying five yards off his boot and kind of, you know, in the wrong areas of the pitch. It'll kill you, unfortunately. Um, But yeah, I I mean, his running stats are unbelievable. Um, Yeah, we need him to step up, let's be honest. You know, we kind of... We know that the rest of the team can score goals, so we're not relying on them in that sense. But obviously, if we're going to be under the cosh a little bit, which I suspect in time we're going to be, we need them to take that pressure off. We don't need the ball coming back at us when it's been on us for a good five, seven minutes. So, yeah, let's hope he's, you know, like Brad said, the amount of games and minutes he's played is unbelievable, really. You know, 46-game season. It's bound to take it out of you physically and mentally. No two ways about it. Um, especially when, I suppose, subconsciously you know that there's there's no one else there really to lead the line like him. Do you know what I mean? Even when Defoe was there, it's a physical all league league one, and we need we need him massively. But let's hope he can rediscover his score and touch a little bit. He scored a couple against Sheffield, didn't he, in the five nil. And uh,
0: yeah, let's let's hope he just has one last one song, I suppose. One last played, dance, one last dance. <laughs> He's played uh 50 games this season, including cup games. I've just checked that, it's a lot of games. Um, that's the thing I feel like loads to criticize him, but like Brad, we did chat today, kind of like we we WhatsApp each other at the same time saying, What the hell's going on with Roscoe? Today? He's been stinking, but. We, we look. We we know, we know he's got he's got it in him. Like I love him. Like you know, I, I think he can make the step up if lo and behold, you know, we do do what and don't do and win the playoffs. I think he's a player I'd love to take with us, and it's a player that I think we'll lose if we if we don't go up because of his quality. But um, if Broadhead's out, he simply needs to score goals in these next couple of games and, and hopefully next three games, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, like you said, we were texting. our oh, texture. And said, I think Roscoe's honking in your mind. <laughs> and you texted me back because you were there and said, Oh, he's just gone off. And obviously, I was a minute behind. Was like, That's- <laughs> um, it wasn't just his touch that was getting it. was his- he- What he does well usually is he'll get the ball into feet and he can hold it. And he just wasn't backing into defenders. He was just, it was just, yeah, bouncing off him. And I mean, there was one point in the first half, though, it wasn't his fault. One of their lads would be tackled under the floor. He's grabbed him around the throat and it's in front of the lines when Danny was saying on the stream, how was he not seeing that? And then that just made me think, please, 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 mate, this thing, yeah, we get out of this league away from these officials. They can't see stuff like that. Christ almighty. But yeah, um, we need him to really, look, he needs to look at it and think either he's going to fire us to promotion um, and he needs to be the one to do it. Or oh, if we don't go up, but he's give it a good account of himself, he'll get himself a move to and the next level. Um, it's a shame he didn't finish top scorer because, in my opinion, he, de- uh, he, he deserved it. <laughs> no, Will Kane deserved it because he won it. But
0: oh, um, I know who I'd rather have. If he's
1: front he's led all. He's led all season. He's led the scoring charts all season. He's just been done on the last week. It's because Will Kane's got four and two games. It's just one of them things, but. You can't take away everything he's done in, in the the last 46 games. But if he doesn't step up for the next two potential three, that's what's going to be looking at. People will be more like, he didn't get us over the line. And I don't want it to be that type of season. If he, if he gets a couple of goals in the playoffs, in the home leg, away leg, and the rest of the team let him down, he can take his head out. He can go with his head held high. I mean, he, um, caused,
0: he caused Chef Wed so many problems in the home. He game. got a hat
1: trick that day, but he had a goal taken off him, didn't
0: he? Mm-hmm. So
1: they they know is what he, what he's capable of. We know what we're capable of. Um, and well, I mean, we were outstanding against Chef Wed. We caught them on a very off day. I mean, I, I don't think they played as bad as that all season. But equally, they were outstanding when we played them. And, we have played as bad as that all season Um, three occasions I can count Well, Chef Red was one of them games just nothing went right it was an off day Um, I can't see us conceding three with Alex Neil at the helm so if Ross can step up in the home home tie it, it sort of gives us something to work on for the second one and don't get me wrong there was a couple of times Ross today He's back in his own box because they they had more corners than us and he was winning some of the balls in the corners he was helping out at the back. But his job was being the focal point striker. Mm, wasn't the best of P- Potentially, I'd, without digging him out, like you say, was probably his worst game for us. Um, at least in the nothing really came off. But, but look, he's it, like you just say he's played 50 games and he hasn't had the capability of having a rest. So, Whilst you
0: going to play 53 and get us over the line from. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I I feel terrible, like digging him out. Just like He, he was poor, and I, I know what he's capable of. And there's obviously reasons for it and stuff like that. Uh, touching on the ref today, just to go back to the game, like I said, the game was pretty boring, but um, that cold Stockton up top was an absolute nuisance. He was like dragging people, and I mean, literally, like all over the shop, whereas like he was getting away with it. And when Roscoe was getting, like, absolutely manhandled and getting choked by their defenders, the ref just, like, play on. There was one point yeah. where, like, Pritchard got kicked in his ankles, then got kicked up the arse, and the referee gave the free kick <laughs> to Morgan. But um, I think I'm kind of used to these horrendous referees. Uh, Dave, I, Alex Neal did make a couple of changes from the draw boardroom. Um, Callum Doyle, nowhere to be seen. I'm Kind of all right with that, but O'Neill came back in at centre back on the left hand side with three, which we haven't seen him there for a while. Uh, Pritchard in the starting 11. Um, obviously Jack Clark played most of the game because of Broadhead beat uh going off injured Broadband. Sorry, um, going into the playoffs, assuming that Broadhead's injured, um, how close do you think the team that ended today's game will be to the one that starts next Friday?
2: I wonder if there's any. Behind closed door friendlies or any kids games for McGee to have a, a run out this w- this week as well. Not quite sure what's going on. Um, it inter- I, I don't. I don't think he will deviate too much really. Maybe it's the odds, but I don't think there's going to be too many surprises in starting eleven. To be fair, um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It almost seemed a very very attacking lineup today, did, didn't it? And it kind of. Do I, I think it might be a little bit more conservative on Friday without being totally negative? I think you'll see. I think Alex Neville's a clever enough bloke to realise that it's a home tie. We could do with a couple of goals and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be too dissimilar to what finished today. But yeah, I kind of worry Jack Clark. I'm not sure how he's he's okay, isn't he? But he's just kind of. That left wing back stifles him a little bit. You want him pushed right on against the opposition's full back don't you? and you're going to have to unfortunately put up with the fact that he, he, five times out of ten, he's unfortunately going to get it wrong. That's why he's playing League One football. Unfortunately, um,
0: he's not for me, Jack Clark. Like, he's, I mean, no, he's
2: not a, my, not my biggest.
0: He's a kid. He's going to learn. But when you get a player on loan for six months that you're not going to keep any longer than six months, you kind of need him to produce a bit more than what Jack Clark's producing, I think. Um, if he's a project, don't get me wrong, because like I've got similar, I've got similar concerns of the likes of Matete, but I'm aware that Matete is ours and we can coach him to be a little bit better in possession, yada, yada. I kind of just need Jack Clark to be good now, ideally, um, not tomorrow. And I don't think he's a bad player. I, I just think And I think it's my pet hate. I hate when a player, especially a winger, has to beat his man four times. And the annoying thing is when he does beat his man and releases it, it's not always the best ball. And I I wouldn't want to go into the Sheffield game playing him. I would rather if Broadhead is injured. Start Pritchard. In the 10. Brad, What one real big positive that kind of just goes under the radar, really. Quick shout-out to Anthony Patterson. That's now seven clean sheets in his last 12. How important has he been in the run? I mean, he's part of that defence that's looking solid and keeping clean sheets.
1: I mean, I've mentioned him a few times now. Um, he's been brilliant. Like, a b- b- complete breath of fresh air going back into the side. And to be fair, it was only because there was COVID, Lee Burgess' heart issue. We had to recall him. And then Hoffman didn't recover from COVID quick enough, so he was put in. And he hasn't lost his shirt from then. Um So it was, maybe his fate has put him back in. And he, he started the season, and rightfully so, now he's finishing the season. Um I mean, he didn't have much to do today, did he? Uh, don't think he's really been tested that much in the last few games. Plymouth, Cambridge... No, nah, not really much to do. Save but what he has had to do, he's done well, which is come and collect balls. Um, get, if He's got all of it. He, one thing I do like about him, he tries to play very, very quick. Mm-hmm. And his distribution is getting better and better. I mean, I was knocking his distribution early in the season. um, But if you see him now, he he's very quick at trying to get to the centre-halves or get to a wing-back quickly. If it's not on, he'll push them up and his distribution is very good and nine times out of ten, he's not on Stewart's head or in and around Stewart to win. Um, so even that side of his games came on and long may it continue, to be honest. Um, should be starting to look at the point now maybe he's tying him down to one of these long-term deals that we give him to the younger players because performances like he's put in this season, um, people will start having a look at him.
0: It doesn't take too long when... A goalkeeper in specific, especially that age, put in consistent levels of performances before head start, having a bit of luck. Look at how quickly a couple of good Dan Neal performances or Half a good season from Dan Neal's turned heads already. So, yeah, for me, he's, he's undoubtedly the best goalkeeper at the club. And I think he's been excellent. Um, Dave, you touched on, actually, I can't remember who touched on it here. One of you did. Um, McGeady was back on the bench today. It was actually quite nice to see him clapping the fans and stuff like that. I think I think we all know that he's not going to get another contract at the end of the season. He's, he's kicking on for, I think, 38 now. And there's a bit of debate that I've seen on Twitter today because Twitter is, well, it's always this de- if you look for a debate on Twitter, you'll always find one, wouldn't you? Um, some people are saying it's a pipe dream that McGeady can make any sort of difference. Other people are saying, you know, is that kind of, He's got that kind of magic where maybe he's the kind of person we need just for 10 minutes off the bench. Just solely in your opinion, there's no right, there's no wrong in this. Can Aiden McGeady make a difference in the playoffs?
2: Yeah, if it's a if it's a set piece in the 97th minute or it's a free kick just outside the edge of the box, and you need a bit of magic. I wouldn't put it past him. Do I think he's going to run down the wing for me like he used to do? Probably not. But I tell you what, there's a song in that somewhere. I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, hey, listen, 20 minutes, you need a goal. Put them in the number 10. Just say, listen, geez, you know, you're absolutely crocking. We haven't got your Zimmer frame. You can't have it on the pitch. It's against the EFL regulations. But... Just wonder about me. And if you get the ball, just like you might feel like a puppy again and have a bit of a run with it. So, yeah, I'd never say never. And let's be honest, I'd rather bring him on than him be over with 10 minutes left to go. So, yeah, why not?
0: McGeady, are you technically saying McGeady might have one last dance potentially?
2: I one last might, dance. I reckon, to, be, to be honest, I reckon there might be three last dances if I'm honest. <laughs> what
0: well, do you think, Brad? Can, is McGeady. Making a difference a pipe dream or is it a genuine weapon in our armory? If we we have him in the playoffs. I've, I I think he'll come back in. And if
1: anyone's going to push us over the line, if Broadhead's not there, I think he's that little secret weapon. He hasn't mm-hmm. played for God knows how long. Um, and you got to think start of the season he was quite he was okay. And then he had a big dip in form. Um, and I don't know when the last time he played. Last I think the last time I seen him play was his red card against Botherham
0: Mm Hmm.
1: I don't think he's fit. Maybe played once or twice after that, but he didn't stand out. You know what I mean? Um. But effectively, he's trying to play to get another club to give him a contract to prolong his career and show say, look, I I can still do something. Um. Yeah, I've got faith in him. I, I think something. I think he'll do something in the playoffs. Um. I can understand why people are a little bit skeptical about it. You can completely understand that. Um, but no, I've got faith in him. He, he, he's got class where you don't really necessarily need your pace. He's just very, very skillful. He's got a good head on him. Um, and he puts some dangerous balls in the box. And if Ross Stewart's there on the end of them, it's all we want. It's all we want. <laughs>
0: I feel that for saying it, and people might point back to the default remarks I made before we signed him and how he would make a difference. <laughs> Look, guys, we can get wrong. We can get it wrong sometimes. Um, but I, I, there's something about McGeady that just makes me go, "Oh, ten minutes, play our final, ten minutes." You need to go against Sheffield. I, I just, I don't know. There's something about McGeady that makes me think maybe, um, which is nice rather than thinking that, nah, which I normally do with something, but. Got about seven minutes or so left, so I will kind of get straight to the point. Um, Chef Wed home and away, so we're top of the form league. Chef Wedd are, are third, and that's over like the last ten games. So we're actually going in to the playoffs as the form team, um, which is the first time that's happened in I think almost ever, probably nineteen ninety eight. How confident are you, Dave? In short, that we can get to Wembley against Sheffield?
2: Oh, yeah. In short, it's for me. This is this is the tough part. If we get through the semi-final, we're finally getting promoted. My worry is, I'd rather this was the playoff final, and I think the EFL and I think the rest of the country would rather it was the final because that'd be some spectacle, you know. If we if we get there. A Milton Keynes, or we get to a Wickham, it's going to be sixty thousand at Wembley, and forty five thousand of that is going to be Sutherland fans, no doubt about it. If it had been Chef Wed, you've got ninety thousand there, and what a game that'd be. Listen, this is, this is the tough, and of course, whoever we play, Wickham or MK Dons in the final, is not going to be a, a, an easy gimme. There's no doubt about that. But I genuinely think if we can somehow navigate our way through this semi-final. Then I think we I think we finally get promoted. My worry is navigating our way through the semi-final. So I haven't answered your question whatsoever. I'm too negative, mate. I'm I've been here before. But yeah, that's me.
0: I kind of agree, right? But before I throw the same question at Brad just to finish the pod, um I looked at stats and I looked around form. Um because we talk so much about form going into the playoffs and we have done in the past like last last year no one went to Blackpool nobody wanted Pompey I think as it was at the time oh no Charlton sorry and they went up so Sunderland's home form um over the last six we've won five we've drew one we've lost none we have scored 15 and we've conceded five Chef Weds actually got the best home form over the past six games They've won five, drew one, lost none, scored 18. They've only conceded four. However, that first leg is always going to be really important. Yes, I'd much prefer us to be at home in the second leg, but Pompey a few years ago, I said the same, and we came through it. Sunderland's away form. So going to Hillsborough, right, Sheffield have got the best home form over the past five games. Sunderland's away form. We've won three, we've drew three, we've lost none of the last 6 Chef Sheff-Wed's away form pales in comparison and they've got to come to us first and we've got the third-best home form in the league over the past six, uh, six games. Their away form is they've won two, they've drew two and they've lost two, they've scored eight and they've conceded nine. Sunderland, away from home over the last six games, do you know how many goals we've conceded? One. One in the last six games away from home. So we shouldn't have anything to fear going to Sheffield, despite the fact that they've got really good form. We've got incredible away from at the minute where we're not conceding goals, we're tight. And at home, we're not shabby at all either. Yeah, they're not too shabby at home either, exactly right. But they're not that great away from home. I mean, they've lost two of the last six. Famous last words and that, but those stats are quite good, Brad. After I've just given you those wonderful stats and cheered us all up, made us feel well confident. Um, in short, can we beat Chef Wed? Can we get one with? You? Yeah, is that short enough?
1: <laughs> um,
0: Perfect. And
1: before we end as well, one player he went down injured today, and I, I, a lot of people listening are going to shit themselves. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we need him fit. Um, oh, I, love he, I love you. I love got, you. Love you. It's it's my it's my boy. Uh, Corey Evans. You got an uh, assist. You got an assist, did you Fucking turn I, him I vote of confidence and a bit of a kick up the arse pep talk and got my photograph with him. The bloke's been outstanding.
0: <laughs> he's, really good. he's my man, my man of the match
1: today. Yeah, without a doubt. Um he probably has been a couple of times since uh, my famous last words. But yes, um I think he's vital because with the midfielder Chef Wedd have got, I think Chef Wedd's probably got Probably got the best midfield in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, or uh, Barry Bannon, outstanding. He's sort of like there. Alex Pritchard shouldn't be playing at this level, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. If we can have Evans just covering that defence, I'd be a lot more confident. Um, but yes, I I, I I agree with Dave. This is the, the 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 semis is the one. If we get through that, I'd fancy us against MK Dons or Wickham in a one-off game. Especially with we have double their fans, maybe even treble. Um, but I do fancy was against Chef Red, and I'm just judging that on the stats that you just said. But when I've watched them at the stage of my life previously, it was under the lights. It was a night game. By the time the game ends, it'll be under the lights. I've just got, I just love the stadium under the lights. I, I just think it'll be walking the stand. when you said Portsmouth the last time. Mm-hmm. there was only 20,000 there wasn't there this time it feels different because we've achieved something that we set out to achieve at the start of the day so yeah we'll
0: be chef wed home and away I'll be back with preview shows we'll be chatting the games that come up I'm confident it's going to be three um, but nonetheless thanks for joining us for the normal season let's hope that these pods coming up over the next few weeks are as positive as they've ever been but um, that's all from us uh, thanks for sticking with me I'm Naked I'm absolutely shall I'm going to go get some sleep